From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And joining me today, two members of the organizational staff uh, preparing for the uh, Young Adult Ministry Symposium coming up in August, uh, Casey Bustamante-Lee, who is the Associate Director of Young Adult Ministry here at the Archdiocese. Uh, Casey joins us from Washington, D.C. by phone. And joining us by phone from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Katie Taylor, a a veteran of the United States Air Force and uh, a a spouse of an active-duty airman. Uh, Casey and Katie, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having us. So... um, uh, let's start from the beginning, and uh, Casey, let's start from you. What is the Young Adult Ministry Symposium that's being sponsored by the Archdiocese for the Military Services in August? Yes, so the symposium is going to be a gathering of active duty young adults, uh, primarily between the age, excuse me, by primarily between the ages of eighteen and twenty-nine, and uh, AMS priests as well as some of our Catholic ministry leaders, and some non-military civilian ministry leaders as well. And it's going to be a gathering to have a conversation, a dialogue about the state of young adult ministry in the Archdiocese, Um, also looking at a way forward in how might the Archdiocese renew the vision to support young adults, and um, uh, very much so also responding to the call the Holy Father, Pope Francis, had in one of his recent apostolic exhortations, Christus Vivit, in Diocese Coming Together to Hear Directly from the Voice of Young People. And so, uh, Casey, this symposium will be held exactly where and when? Yes, so the symposium will be held um, this August, August 6th through the 9th, in Silver Spring, Maryland, so right outside of Washington, D.C., at the Doubletree Hotel by Hilton. Katie, how did you get involved in this? Yeah, so I serve on the Young Adult Board to the Archdiocese, and so one of our roles is advising the Archbishop and working with Casey on projects like this. Last year, I had the opportunity to attend uh, the U.S. Conference of Bishops held a symposium to discuss that call from Pope Francis. So Pope Francis wrote an apostolic exhortation called Christus Vivit, which is Christ is Alive, directly following the Synod on Youth and Young Adult Ministry. And so as we came together as a U.S. of how are we going to implement this, uh, one of the first, I think within a first hour, I was like, we need one of these internally. <laughs> In the military archdiocese, we need to be having these conversations. One of the most impressive parts of Casey's job is that this is 80 to 90 percent of the military population is in this demographic of young adults. And so when we look at our active duty, we need to be evangelizing in this uh, demographic. And so to be able to bring this conversation uh, both from a listening standpoint and also then being able to facilitate that mentorship and this inner dialogue is incredibly important. 
Uh, Katie, when we say young adults, what ages are we talking about? So there are, two, there are a couple different uh, demographics. Typically, we're talking 18 to 29, but you, depending on what uh, document you're reading, that can be 35 or 39, but typically we want to look at the 18 to 29. So we're talking ages 18 to 29, but um, could be up to 39, depending on depending on which document you're reading okay so okay so um casey back to you what what uh, do you hope to achieve by bringing young adults together young military adults together in silver spring maryland august 6th through 9th uh for this symposium what 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 is your hopes for the outcome uh, i hope that number one that um I just present an opportunity for the young people of the Archdiocese to uh, really reflect and share what is going on, um, you know, kind of like at that boots-on-the-ground level, what's going on at the military installations, what is the experience of life like on a deployment, and how does that, how does that intersect with one's faith life, right? Like, as Christians, we believe that our whole lives are created to serve God and to serve others. And so just having that opportunity to be able to hear that voice. Um, the last time that we held um, a similar gathering was in 2011. We had something called the Military Young Adult Roundtable. And um, it was a similar setup of trying to seek the feedback uh, from directly from young adults. But, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, 10 years, that's just over 10, or just about 10 years, um, that's a whole generation of new young people that are serving the military, and so kind of refreshing that. Um, but we're also noticing, too, that the church is, as a whole is taking kind of like a different approach with ministry. Um, we used to hear a lot about programs, and programs still exist um, as serving, you know, people in parishes and, in our case, chapel communities. There are programs that have uh, that meet a lot of great need, but um, I think overall we're trying to renew a vision that breaks away from that programmatic approach and uh, really tries to embody uh, just kind of like a, a all-around way in which we can maybe provide more training and formation to allow young people uh, to serve Christ where they are, where they're stationed. Uh, so we're, we're trying to discover the ways in which we can accompany young people to grow in a relationship with Jesus. Uh, that is very much something the Holy Father points to a lot, is uh, accompanying young people. And uh, that is something that we really hope to be able to discuss there. But we also know that there's a lot of really great work being done by young people um, in serving their peers, in growing young adult groups wherever they're stationed. And so we really hope, as Katie mentioned, you know, there is a desire to uh, evangelize and being able to hear what those best practices that are already happening in evangelization. And is this for the benefit of the clergy or for lay ministers or both, the church at large? Who's going to benefit from the feedback received? Um, I think that... Go ahead, Katie, please. I, so I think that the idea is that it's twofold, and so that there is the feedback 
back to the ministry, but to the clergy and to the ministry leaders, but also to the young adults who are just volunteering and involved in those parishes. And so kind of, you know, what what does Casey hope to get out of this? One of the things that we've talked about a lot is this idea of listening to the young people and providing that feedback. So it's both listening to the feedback from our priests and listening to the feedback from the ones sitting in the pews and to have that ripple effect within the local community. And Katie, you come to this from several different perspectives. You're a, you're a mom. You have, uh, how many children do you have? Uh, I'm expecting my third currently. Uh, so I have two littles and then one on the way. And your husband is in the Air Force, and you were in the Air Force for how long, mm-hmm. Katie? Uh, I served six years active duty and I'm an Air Force Academy graduate. I see. So both, uh, and I neglected to mention that uh, Casey Bustamante Lee is also a graduate of the Air Force Academy. So uh, two Air Force Academy grads, and um, uh, we're talking about the Young Adult Ministry Symposium that the Archdiocese for the Military Services is sponsoring uh, for young adults in the military, Catholic young adults who are interested in discussing uh, uh, the, the role of the church in their lives going forward. Casey, for the young adult who is in the military listening to this, a Catholic young adult in the military and interested in attending the symposium, how to go about registering? That's a great question, Taylor. Um, So to register for the symposium, if they visit www.millarch.org slash symposium, you can find uh, the button to click on for registration and uh, registration is free for participants um, and uh, along with registration uh, we're really trying to facilitate um, you know not making this a financial burden on the young adult and so we are providing the lodging and the meals uh, for the symposium at the double tree as well as any young families who are interested in participating we will also be offering child care. And for those who do participate and come uh, to Washington, D.C., for the symposium, there's also a $200 travel reimbursement. So the attendee will only be paying for part of his or her airfare. Correct, yeah. Um, either their airfare or if they're driving, uh, however they might be getting here, yes, certainly, yeah. We're trying to offset that a little bit. Okay, uh, specifically, Casey, let me ask you first, and then Katie. Uh, Casey, um, what specific topics will be addressed at the symposium? Yeah, so um, as I've you know, said a couple of times, it's going to be a discussion, so um, it will be a little bit of a different structure. Uh, we're going to have panel discussions and then breakout discussions. Um, The panel discussions will cover the challenges and opportunity that are present in the military environment for young adult ministry. So uh, what about the military life makes it hard uh, to continue to grow as a disciple in Christ? But also, what are some of the unique things um, that are present in a military member's life or in spouse's life that really avails themselves to grow um, as a disciple of Christ? And then we're also going to talk about um, evangelization and uh, discipleship. 
and specifically how to go about uh, being good evangelists and uh, good disciples. Uh, you say the last one of these was 10 years ago. Uh, what kinds of changes? And Katie, let me ask you this. Uh, Katie, what kinds of changes uh, have uh, taken place in the culture uh, of the uh, service, the Air Force in particular, that calls for a reexamination of how we uh, evangelize and become good disciples of Jesus Christ as Catholics? So I think first we have to realize that there is a change in the digital platform, and so some of it is the relatability and ability to actually engage in conversation. And so a lot of our prepackaged uh, answers that have worked for a thousand years uh, start to change a little bit when the primary communication device is digital. Also, our interconnectedness of the world, and so one of the things that we've seen in our ministry uh, being a good impact is the ability to maintain relationships post-departure from a base or through a deployment or uh, just right now um, having this phone call where we can be in three different locations uh, and discuss an important topic like this. And so as we look at how are we engaging, how are we connecting with those who are not attending chapel, those who are attending chapel and maybe that's all they do is come to Mass on Sunday, like how do we get them involved in more uh, different aspects? So it sounds like you're going to focus at least in part on the new technologies that uh, are being uh, uh, exploited to carry forward the good news of Jesus Christ. I, I think that that's an area that we will discuss. I think that there are multiple different factors of how we engage with the population, and a lot of that's going to be on the laity. We are blessed in the military diocese that our priests are very much embedded into our daily lives, uh, where if you look at a civilian parish, really their only interaction is with parishioners a large part of the time, and so the laity really need to be on mission to reach out to those in their local community. In the Archdiocese, we do have kind of both are able to do that, but looking at our role of being on mission to evangelize, which is to reach out to those who are currently not going to Mass, and then to disciple, helping those who are going to Mass to be able to go forth and be an evangelizer themselves, to have that spiritual multiplication. Casey Bustamante-Lee, you're the Associate Director of Young Adult Ministry here at the uh, AMS, the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Uh, in that role, you belong to the evangelization staff, and I know that uh, your staff has uh, uh, quite a few outlets uh, to reach out to the faithful, the young adults. Can you share with uh, us what some of those are? You, uh, there's an app, for example. Yeah, uh, yeah, so... Uh, we've talked a little bit about that digital connection, and certainly we have an AMS USA app that's available on Androids and Apple devices, um, and we also, you know, are all over social media. Um, but I do think uh, one point, and Katie kind of alluded to this a little bit as well, is, you know, maintaining personal relationships um when you leave one duty station and go to the next, or you leave a deployment and go to your next, or you go back to your installation, um, there is seems to be a great need to still keep those personal connections. And 
I think that's what a lot, that's what the digital technology allows is, you know, times before we couldn't do um, video chats all the time. You know, most of us didn't really have that kind of Wi-Fi yet on, you know, in a more remote location. Um, we're all kind of experiencing that now, having some more familiarity with connecting via video, uh, you know, due to the pandemic and a lot more people working from home. And I think that that is something that um, I've seen change over time is this desire. And I mean, I guess the desire has always been there for a personal connection, but how do you facilitate that personal connection? So I do feel like that's a lot of my job, even in the Office of Evangelization, is how do I help connect, you know, maybe brand new young adults who just commissioned, you know, as officers into the military or they just recently enlisted They've gone through their first tech school, technical school, and they're at their first duty station where they might be there for six to two years, excuse me, six months to two years. And they want to know how to get something going on the ground or they're just seeking community. Uh, We kind of are working more to help facilitate that. But I think some practical ways to, you know, how Katie and I have been able to uh, just grow in friendship and relationship in terms of ministry over the last few years is through the Young Adult Board. So we have an established Young Adult Board that has about 15 to 20 active duty military members and spouses, and they're providing that direct feedback um, as well as um, expressing what the needs are, communicating the needs of what's going on at the local level. And they're able to share that with the Office of Evangelization in a much faster manner rather than it happening maybe at one uh, gathering a year or every two years. It facilitates that opportunity for that communication to happen more often. Um, We have had some other evangelization training resources that have become available. Uh, Taylor, I know we've talked about Reach More before, which um, is a, um, it's a online coaching training formation um, that has facilitated some evangelization formation uh, for some of our installations, um, and we continue to reach back to the young adults who are involved in this, um, connecting with the board members to hear uh, what their feedback might be on that and how we can fine-tune some of the, these initiatives that we are uh, trying to facilitate to help them actually be effective in uh, meeting the needs of young adults growing as missionary disciples. I'm talking to Casey Bustamante-Lee and Katie Taylor about the Young Adult Ministry Symposium that will take place uh, here in uh, Silver Spring, just outside Washington, D.C., Silver Spring, Maryland, at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotels there. Uh, The weekend of August 6th through 9th, that's a Thursday through uh, Sunday, I believe. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Katie, from... Thank you. Uh, Katie, tell me from your um, experience with your husband in the military, you're expecting your third child now. you got two kids uh, at home. Um, uh, how important is it uh, for families in the military, uh, Catholic families, to, um, to, you know, to, to have a connection with the Archdiocese for the military services in a way that uh, specifically reaches out to young adults, that is, folks between the ages of 18 and 29. I think it's absolutely critical uh, when we are talking about 
such a huge demographic of the military and such critical years. And so during young uh, parenthood, your children's uh, distraction capability is large, and it's easy to get wrapped up in just bedtimes and feedings and waking up and uh, to lose kind of that prayer life, to lose that focus. And in our ops tempo with work to uh, just go through deployments and separations, ultimately we need to be connected to Christ and his church. We need the sacraments. We need prayer. We need an interior life. We need to be fostering these relationships that are growing and pulling us closer to Christ. And so ultimately, as the military archdiocese facilitates that capacity for us, it is of vital importance for our souls to not lose these 10 to 15 years or in child raising, maybe 40 years um, before everyone is out of the house. <laughs> and so this uh, reality of meeting the military archdiocese and all that it is able to provide is absolutely critical. Well, let me throw this question out to either of you who wants to answer. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of secularization in our society over the recent years, uh, in the military and beyond. Uh, is there uh, is there, is there a, a, a barrier of attitude that uh, you all will have to overcome to... Uh, reach out to the young adults in the military? Is there cynicism out there? Is there? Do you find that there's uh, more and more folks who see they either don't believe in God or they're agnostic or otherwise have no intention of participating in a church life? Katie, do you want to respond? Yeah, first. Go ahead, please. I, I, absolutely. I think the reality of uh, cynicism is something we almost pride ourselves on in the military. And so I love that there's a quote in Christie's Vivid that talks about if you've lost your inner vitality, your dreams, your enthusiasm, your optimism, and your generosity, Jesus stands before you as he once stood before the dead son of the widow. With all the power of the resurrection, he urges you, young man, I say arise. And that comes from Luke 7, 14. And this idea that Christ is standing there wanting to raise every part of us and every part of our brokenness. What's so beautiful about youth is their desire to create something new, to have that enthusiasm, to have that optimism and that generosity. But far too often in the military, we squash our youthfulism to be these mature leaders. And as a result, we often lean on this cynicism. And so I think that that's definitely an attitude that has to be overcome. Uh, there's also the attitude of I am the receiver, and we need to transition to you're not only a leader in the workplace, you're a leader in the church, and we need you as the laity. Uh, there is the uh, relativism in which in a world that doesn't believe in truth, we need to understand there is a truth and that we need to be seeking that and looking for that and diving into these conversations. When we're incapable of having a conversation with the other person, we lose the ability to learn and progress our own intellect forward. And so I think that those are all areas that have to be overcome and challenged and encouraged 
um, reminded that we have a God that wants to make us new, that he wants to raise us, that he loves us as a daughter and son, and he has a mission and a purpose for us, and that purpose and that why should come from Jesus, because that's going to prevent our burnout, <laughs> that uh, everything we do is rooted in him, that we are purely the branches, and he is the vine. Casey, what do you think about that? Um, I concur. I concur. Thank you, Katie, for sharing that. Um, no, this is something that Katie and I have had a chance to talk about, um, and I just always appreciate um, her perspective on that because she, you know, just to talk about the good things that young adults are doing, um, Katie's discipling how many people from a distance, Katie? Uh, five right now, and then I lead two small groups. Yeah, so um, I think that uh, Katie gets to see what it's like, uh, you know, probably on the daily um, in terms of, uh, you know, going back to, Taylor, what you're talking about, um, the secularism affecting the military. Um, and, and, you know, Katie pointed to relativism as well. Um, and I, I would also add to that, even just like on a more basic level of, where people are in faith formation. You know, we think of a lot of the times when we church people talk about CCD or Sunday school or faith formation, we have an experience of going to Sunday school, going to Mass at least one, one uh, you know, on Sunday every week. But there are many people who still identify as being Christian um, even identifying as being Catholic, who did not have that experience growing up. And I think, the, you know, the points that Katie touched on about, like, knowing what is truth, um, they did not have that formation necessarily growing up. And so a lot of the times, I wouldn't even say it's animosity towards it as much as it maybe goes back to it's a cynicism of what that means. Um, and because maybe they have had a negative experience of it. So often, excuse me, oftentimes um, young adults are trying to navigate just walking with their peers, walking with other young people, and introducing something to them for the first time where it's never been presented to them that way. Um, you know, if it's talking about the Eucharist and what is the Eucharist to Catholics, if it's talking about... Um, the importance of, you know, uh, uh, expressing sexuality in a vocation, whether that's, you know, a vocation uh, to priesthood, to religious life, um, you know, singlehood or married life. Um, having that conversation, you can't even start from, well, this is what the church teaches, because there's so much more before that that's beautiful that they've never even been introduced to. I need to add to that, Taylor, if I may really quickly, the idea that God is love and God is truth. And often, any time that I run into somebody who has an issue with Catholicism, it's that they see our truth as a list of rules. And the reality is, is truth without love does come off as intolerant and hostile and judgmental and a list of rules. But ultimately, we have a God that is love and truth and the importance of loving that person, because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
and the reality of caring for that individual soul is such an important aspect in this young adult ministry. Katie Taylor and Casey Bustamante-Lee, thank both of you for talking to me today. Uh, just on the way out, for the young adult military Catholic listening to this, thinks he or she might want to attend this symposium, take part in it, uh, how to, once again, tell us uh, how to do that. Absolutely. Uh, please uh, go to the AMS website at www.millarch.org slash symposium. And you can find information about the dates, uh, the location, as well as information on how to register. I think the most, okay, the most important thing is to pray. And so everyone that's listening to this, whether you're a young adult or you don't fall into that specific age category, uh, to be praying for this event. And if you can encourage other young adults to get involved with the archdiocese, get involved with this event, but ultimately just bringing us to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And once again, uh, the Archdiocese for the Military Services will uh, pay for the hotel and meals as well as $200 toward your travel expenses, correct? And there's child care. Yes, yes, that is correct. And child care. And child care. Thank you so much, Casey Bustamante-Lee and Katie Taylor. Uh, uh, wishing you the best and praying for the success of the uh, young, adult mili- uh, young Adult Ministry Symposium coming up August 6th through 9th uh, in Silver Spring, Maryland, here just outside Washington, D.C. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor.